Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. As we moved further into the crypt, we became aware of dim light leaking into the space. At the far end of the room, narrow, dirt-covered windows were positioned high up at what would once have been street level. Somehow, sunlight seemed to be fighting its way through the grime, illuminating the dark shapes of old barrels, rotting crates, and dilapidated furniture, all covered in hundreds of years' worth of dirt and dust. Oh! Well, something moved. A cat. How did a cat get down here? I won't be alone. There are always cats. I think that door leads upstairs. I looked where she was pointing. At the end of the crypt, a black archway led out and I could just make out the shape of more stone steps leading upwards. Meanwhile, I was crouched in the undergrowth in the woods on top of the cliff with Eleanor Peck and Marcus Byron. We were doing our best not to be seen by some unwelcome new arrivals. Oh, shit. Are you okay? Oh, I think I'm getting cramped. Is it? It is. What a shithole. It's a fixer-upper, Billy. A nice little hobby for you when your political career hits the skids. I hardly think that's likely. I think you'll find that's up to me. The guys who beat me up. Have they gone in already, do you think? I do think. But they're not coming out again. Are you lot ready? Yep, yep, yep. Jesus, that's some halfway One rule. Anyone who didn't walk in there with us does not walk out again. Is that clear? Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, so we've stepped into the, I think it's called the nave of the church, mm-hmm. and it's big. As you can probably hear, everything is covered in dust and cobwebs. The pews, the altar at the far end, the pulpit. And the weirdest thing... Aside from the cats? The weirdest thing is the light. Warm sunlight streaming in through these huge, filthy windows all along one side. In theory, we're underwater, beneath the seabed, actually, but there's sunlight. Look at this. Victoria Ness is pointing to the cross above the altar. Or at least it should be a cross, but it isn't. It might be a church. It looks a bit like a knife, but not quite. I haven't seen this before. Certainly not Christian. So, are we thinking that this church was repurposed at some point? That's exactly what we're thinking. The story of the Necronomicon arriving in Dunwich in the 12th century, coming witches latching onto it, wreaking destruction on the town, I reckon this was their base of operations. Okay, what's the plan? I'm working on it. We'd watched Caroline Morse and her brother and several armed men enter the dilapidated house. Now we had to decide what we were going to do. We have to go in there. We really don't. You saw all the guns, right? Kennedy and Victoria are in there. Yeah, well, I'm not worried about Victoria. We need to call someone. Yep. Who are you calling? One sec. It's me. Yeah, we found it. Kennedy and Ness are inside somewhere. We've just watched a bunch of armed Nazis follow them in. No, he's with me. Eleanor Peck is here too. Is that Parker? Well, he wants to go charging in like Indiana Jones. Let me talk to her. Yeah, I'm worried he's not stable. I'm worried none of you are stable. It's a breach. It has to be. So we should... I know that. Are you sure? Tell her I'm going in and I don't need her permission. Did you hear that? Yeah. All right, then. I'll call you after. 
Come on then. For the record, I think this is a bad idea. You're going in there? We're going in there. I'm not going in there. Fine, wait out here then. If any more armed Nazis show up, maybe give us a whistle or something. Behind the altar, there's a small room. It's called the vestry. There's a desk in here and floor-to-ceiling bookshelves. Jesus. What? These books. Liebe Vonis, Kurt de Gaulle, Unaussprechlichen Kultur. They don't look that old. Oh, they're old. Not as old as the church. So this is our first proper evidence that people have been here since it became part of the breach. These are some nasty books. De Vermis Mysterious. Oh, wow. The Book of Zian. What's that? This is one of the books Madame Blavatsky referred to in her Theosophy writings. It's widely assumed she made it up, but here it is. Is that? Whoa, don't touch that. But it is, isn't it? The Necronomicon, yes. Looks old enough to be the original one that was brought to Dunwich. And even touching it is... A really bad idea. The department had specialists for stuff like this. Full metaphysical hazmat gear, the works. You don't want to accidentally set eyes on the wrong thing in a book like this. It's all memetic viruses, brain diseases in linguistic form. So is this what Caroline Morris and her brother are looking for? No. No, I mean, I'm sure it's a bonus, but... They could get their hands on a copy elsewhere. Whatever they're looking for, we haven't found it yet. By this point, we had found the entrance to the cellar and found the wide stone staircase that wound down through the darkness. I hate you both for making me do this. No one made you do anything. Don't you want to see whatever's there? No. I want to be at home. Cozy academia. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. You'll be even sorrier when you have to drag my lifeless corpse back up all these bloody steps. We've got another thing coming. It's think, not think. What? Think doesn't make any sense in construction. Of course it does. Another thing coming. The common phrase. I'll explain it to you on the other side of the bridge. I'm not setting foot on that bridge. You go, I'll wait here. Oh, God. I know. I walk him across. If this pathetic little worm is not right behind me, shoot him in the head. This is why I'm glad to be an only child. On the other side of the nave from the vestry, we found another small door. This led onto a narrow staircase that wound up the inside of the church tower. With nowhere else to search, we started to climb. At the top of the tower was a small room, maybe 15 feet square and at the center of each wall there was a tall, narrow, louvered window. Sunlight was streaming in from one side, illuminating the cloud of dust we had kicked up when we opened the door. The glass in these windows was just as dirty as it had been downstairs, but the windows themselves were lower, so it was possible to see out. Look, careful. Try not to look at anything that makes you go insane. Seriously? Pretty much. I hesitated, but I couldn't resist a peek out of the window. It doesn't make any sense. It's like fog. But then where's the sun coming from? And there are shapes like rooftops. I think it's a town. Dunwich? Not Dunwich. I thought you said we were in medieval Dunwich. No, I said we were in a breach. This building probably belongs to medieval Dunwich, but what you're seeing out there, Marcus calls it the dreamlands. 
It's not real? If it wasn't real, it wouldn't be dangerous. I think this is... Ow, what the... Oh, Jesus. I thought I had kicked an old sack of something, but when I looked down, I saw that what had looked like a sack was actually a suit of clothes, badly degraded, and within the suit, a skeleton, curled up in the fetal position. Oh, that doesn't bode well, does it? Was he trapped up here? No, at least that's not what killed him. Looking at the charring on the bones, it's almost like he's been... Struck by lightning. Hmm. That's how Robert Blake supposedly died. Hmm. Oh, there's a pocket watch. E-M-L. Edwin M. Lillybridge. You've already heard Kennedy describe the bridge we had to cross to get into the church. What I would love to describe, but can't do justice to, is Eleanor Peck's face when she saw it. Okay, well, the chief Nazi was right. I'm not walking across that. He wasn't the chief Nazi. She is. Hardly the point. You want to go inside, we have to cross the bridge. I don't want to go inside. You don't want to hang around out here either, trust me. Why? What's out here? It's a breach. Could be anything along at any moment. Oh... I don't feel so good. Eleanor, he's right. She's not making excuses. Look at her. Eleanor had gone very pale. Her face clammy. Her eyes unfocused. You with me? I thought this might happen. We need to get her in there. Why? What's going on? She's not herself. She hasn't been for some time. In the centre of this small room, there was a weirdly shaped stone pillar, about four feet high. The sides of the pillar were covered in strange carved symbols. On top of the pillar, dead center, was a small box. The dust on here was so thick that we had both missed the object at first glance. I had thought the box was made of gold, but the metal was duller than that, and a shade that I hadn't seen before. It was decorated with more strange, sinister engravings. Just step back a little. What is it? It was about four inches long, a piece of dark crystal with strange red veins running through it. It was like nothing I'd ever seen. The colors seemed to throb in my eyes, and images of dark, robed figures moving through an endless desert filled my head. I saw towers under the sea and vortices of black and purple mist floating in infinite space. Are you okay? Look away. Don't touch it. This is what they were after. I suspect it's what's been keeping the breach open. So what do we do? We take it with us. We headed back down the narrow steps to the ground floor of the church. My head was pounding. My vision soft around the edges. Just looking at that strange crystal for a few moments had brought on the worst migraine of my life. Are you okay? I, I think I just need some air. Daylight. I need to be back in the real world. Okay. Well, just uh, down. Your lost little puppy is making a nasty mess. 
What do we do? You don't do anything. We'll take care of this. So is we. Uh, Eleanor! Eleanor! What's happening to her? All right, she's going to be fine. What? Ideas? Working on it. Come and get it, you thick Nazi bitch! We have to do something. Ah, uh, Eleanor? No. Hello, Mary. We've got, we've got a spot of bother. Who the fuck are these people? Nazis, Mary. Ah, oh. the old days. I can't account for what happened next. One moment, Eleanor Peck seemed to be having some kind of epileptic fit on the floor. The next, she and Marcus Byron were moving rapidly away from me, into the shadows. Marcus? Kennedy! Run! Matt! Hey! Fritz! Kennedy, are you okay? Let's go. What about Marcus and, and Eleanor? What's going on with her? Marcus, Mary, we're leaving. Who's Mary? Go! We've got this! I'd stay where you are, all of you. Marcus! Okay. He won't be for very long. Hand me the box you stole, or I'll slit his throat. Whoa, 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 okay. Okay, let's all calm down. We can talk about this. I think this is bad. I can't stop Stop crying. The box! Marcus. Have you got it? I've got it. Go. No! Vic, go. Kennedy! That thing is keeping the breach open. If we take it, he knows we're leaving. I will kill him right here. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, Uh, gone. It's all gone. This is the house. I don't... Matt! No, I'm here. I'm here, but Marcus... If this was even the third or fourth time I'd lost him in a breach, I'd be worried. (sighs) But he's trapped in there with... Oh, no. No, no, no. He's not stuck in there with them. They're stuck in there with him. Woo! Well, Eleanor, you you okay? Who? Oh, uh, one second. (laughs) What? Wait, well... Where are we? What happened? After that, Eleanor was whisked away by Victoria Ness. Along with the weird artifact we found in the church. We've spoken to Eleanor since, and she seems to be back to her old irascible self, with no memory of anything that happened after we entered the church. Eleanor has no idea who Mary is, and Victoria Ness claims not to know either. Victoria reckons this was some kind of psychological disassociation. Breach trauma, she calls it. But we don't buy that. We listened again to the recording of Parker and Eleanor, made during the end of the last season. Parker clearly refers to Eleanor as Mary. There's something we're not being told here. Parker, of course, remains unavailable for comment. And Marcus Byron is still missing. Supposedly. But is he, though? A sound in my apartment woke me up the other night. And when I walked through, there was no one there. But there were wet footprints on the carpet in the hall. And the unmistakable smell of old tobacco and oud hanging in the air. I think Marcus got out of there. I'm just hoping he left Caroline and Wilberforce behind. Speaking of which, there's quite a media storm surrounding the disappearance of Wilberforce Ashton Heath. But the tide of public opinion seems to be rapidly turning against him. A few well-targeted leaks have got the media sniffing around some rather unsavoury far-right organisations that Ashton Heath was in cahoots with. 
We don't know where this information came from, but we do know a few disgruntled Department of Works employees who might have an axe to grind. So, what now? Did we get closure? No, of course we didn't. Neither of us is really clear on what happened in the church or what the mysterious crystal object that Victoria Ness spirited away was. We could, of course, try to ask Victoria, but she seems to have vanished into thin air. I do feel like it was kind of a win, though, for once. We struck a blow, at least, and put the brakes on whatever the establishment was up to this time. Right, although it has left us without a studio. (laughs) Most of our equipment is still locked up in a police station somewhere, and we're having to work out of my flat using our field equipment and a laptop. Lean and mean. It is quite liberating, and a lot cheaper. I do not miss the tech. (laughs) So, we're off the grid, as it were. But I do think that could be an advantage. And we might already have another story. We've been contacted by a police inspector called John Legrasse. He thinks he might have something that's up our street. He's giving a talk at the Royal Archaeological Society next week and he's asked if we'd like to come along. Sounds fancy. Doesn't it just? A change of pace would be nice. Something a bit more genteel, maybe. We'll let you know how we get on. In the meantime... I'm Matthew Hayward. And I'm Kennedy Fisher. And this was The Haunter of the Dark. In The Haunter of the Dark, Kennedy Fisher was played by Jana Carpenter, Matthew Hayward, Barnaby Kay, Marcus Byron, Ben Crow, Eleanor Peck, Nicola Walker, Victoria Ness and Laura Gibson, Catherine Cantor. Caroline Morse, Kate Isett. Aramis Levesque and Ian Bartram, Michael Maloney. Diane Netley, Abigail Thaw. Wilberforce Ashton Heath and Sir Godfrey Tillinghast, Rufus Wright. Slide, Ferdinand Kingsley. Sound design was by David Thomas. The music was composed by Tim Elsenberg. It was written and directed by Julian Simpson. The producer was Sarah Tombling, and the executive producer, Karen Rose. It is a Sweet Talk production for BBC Radio 4 and BBC Sounds. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.